Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of the Neek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show. I am your host, Neek, better known as the player, the former player back in the day. It's been a while since I stepped on the field. And my man next to me, better known as the legendary Mr. C. Chuck. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. When did I become legendary? You've always been legendary, man. I mean, well people to know you, man. We all think you're legendary. You be pretty legendary myself, to me and yourself, man. I, I always loved you, man. Uh, okay, I right. appreciate it. Yeah, I'm doing uh, fantastic. Another great opportunity to talk about this football. Only four teams left in the National Football League, and I hate to do it, but you got to do it. You got to give credit where credit is due. Congratulations to the national champions, Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide. Nick Saban got him another one. Just put another one on the wall, put another ring on the finger, put another check in the bank. Uh, congratulations. Um, Nick Saban is a great coach, great organization. Uh, yeah, I don't like Alabama. So do most of the other country. <laughs> don't like Alabama. But can't hate. They champions. They earned their championship. And within, let's see, three weeks, we got the we got the championship games this weekend. Then we got a week off. And then the Super Bowl. So three weeks from now. We will have our NFL Super Bowl champion. And I guess today, Nick, we're going to talk about who uh, is going to be in that Super Bowl game. We got two games this weekend, four teams left. It's exciting. Football, football season is almost over, but it's not quite over just yet. Still got a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more time to talk about football. Yeah, and it's crazy is when you look at the final four teams, you know, before the season started – Pretty much everybody, about percent of the NFL fans, pretty much agreed that it was going to be the New England Patriots getting back to the N- well, the AFC Championship, another good shot of going to the Super Bowl. But then when you look at three other teams, you have the Philadelphia Eagles. Nobody really saw that coming. I mean, Carson Wentz, I mean, he pretty much was going to be the NFL MVP before he got injured. You look at the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, we all knew that that defense was the truth, but we didn't know about the quarterback situation. And then some guy named Casey Keenum stepped up to the plate, took over, did his thing this year. Big ups to Casey Keenum, man, for turning around. Looks like he's going to get paid next year, probably going to get that $20 million a year, or they might franchise him, transition tag on him. Who knows? That remains to be seen. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chuck, I always talked about this team. I thought they had the talent. You look at that defensive side of the ball, getting uh, Calias Campbell on free agency, probably the best free agent pickup this offseason. Dude bought out 12 and a half sacks. 
And then you just look at the rest of that defense, man. Ramsey, Baye, um, you look at the linebackers, you know, Miles Jack, Telvin Smith. I mean, they just they they just some dogs on that side of the ball. But it's just crazy, man. The final four teams, the New England Patriots, Jacksonville Jaguars, Minnesota Vikings, Philadelphia Eagles. That's why they play the game of football on Sundays. And that's why I love football, man. It's just it's unpredictable. Yeah, the National Football League is definitely a league of parity, unlike college football. Um, you know, in college football, you know, you pretty much guarantee the same teams are going to be there a year in, year out. And this year in the NFL, you know, we see the parity coming through besides, you know, put the asterisks next to the New England Patriots because they be there every year because my man Tom Terrific, Tom Brady, uh, and Bill Belichick, they do their thing year in and year out the best franchise in sports. You can hate on them all you want to, but you can't deny that fact. And then you talk about Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. You know, that that's a great defense. You mentioned them. I mean, I see you uh, failed to neglect to talk about my boy Blake Bortles, who I've been talking about uh, every year since he came out of draft. It's been my boy. He had years. He didn't let me down. But this year, he ain't let me down. Yes, he ain't been playing the great, the best football, but you know what? It don't matter. His team is in the AFC Championship game. The best quarterback that has ever played this game. So, uh, you know, we'll see what he we'll see what he does. We'll see what happens. If he goes out there, stinks up the place. Hopefully, that defense will pick him up. If he plays, you know, plays a good game, you know, it's gonna be an interesting game. And of course, my the Minnesota Vikings. I was about to say my Minnesota Vikings, but. Minnesota Vikings, nigga, I told you a couple years ago that was my B team because, you know, I ain't a late addition to the bandwagon. I've been on, I, I was one of the first ones on the bus a couple years ago. Yes, I'm on the bandwagon, but you know what? I'm in the luxury seats because I got, I was one of the first ones on there. And I was on there because of my love for Mike Zimmer, who was defensive coordinator for a few years uh, with my Cincinnati Bengals. Fell in love with him when he was with us. And then I wish Marvin Lewis would have stepped aside and, like, uh, what do you say, step aside, but step aside, Marvin. I wish Marvin would have stepped aside and let Mike Zimmer take over the head coach's job. But, obviously, Marvin Lewis is selfish, and he, I guess, he still has business complete because he got a two-year extension, which is, you know, conversation for another show. But Vikings, they're up there. You know, they're battling. That defense played great. Miracle finish last week with my boy, um, Stefan Diggs from Maryland, and then Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, you tell just how talented and great this team is because they're they are missing their starting left tackle, Pro Bowl, All Pro left tackle Peters, and they're missing Carson Wentz, who also just like Blake Bortles, I've been on since the day he's drafted. Both of them are out, and they still are in the championship game, still playing excellent football. That just tells you how great a team this Philadelphia Eagles team is. And if they had those two key pieces, uh, they would be blowing people out the water, and they would be my Super Bowl favorites. So it's going to be two interesting games on Sunday. All right. So we're going to get into these games in a little bit. But as always, every week, you know, I have to update you guys on the latest NFL news. And actually, this week, a lot of coaching news. Um, pretty much every team, well, the six teams that were looking for head coaches pretty much filled those vacancies. Um, there's one team that was a surprising fire that took place this week was the Tennessee Titans. 
I guess the owner said he got tired of that malarkey <laughs> at the head coach position, which was crazy because, you know, Titans had a good season. They made it to the postseason. You know, I mean, yes, you can hate on uh, head coach Malarkey for some, you know, some questionable calls, uh, play calls in that game against the Patriots. But, you know, the bottom line is Malarkey was trending on, you know, uh, Finn Waterman uh, last couple years. The owner was never really a big fan of this guy. I mean, I'm not going to get into that. But, um, you know, it's crazy because last week, even though after the Titans lost to the Patriots, the owner said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and extend him. You know, he did a good job. But uh, 48 hours later, that was a big fat lie. And the owner said, you know what? I'm tired of it. <laughs> we got to get rid of him. So right now the Titans are searching for a head coach. Um, the New York Giants, they have decided that they will hire Pat Shermer, the Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator. I like the move. I like the fit. Um you know, uh, Stefan Diggs, the Vikings wide receiver, came out, um, gave a personal shout and said, listen, Odell Beckham, he's going to do big things in this offense um, because Pat Sherman knows how to get the ball to his playmakers. That's what his offensive system is designed for, to get the ball out to the playmakers, something that Ben Wackadoo's ass couldn't do, and that's why his ass got dropped off. But I like the fit. I think Sherman's going to come in there. I think he's going to get our offense back on track, so I'm excited to see that. Um, you got Josh McDaniels said he's going to take the Indianapolis Colts head coaching position, which is very interesting because um, I know they have Andrew Luck. But the luck is, <laughs> can Andrew Luck stay healthy? So if Luck can stay healthy next year, he'd be ready to go. Um, McDaniels, this is his team, his second go around. I think he should do well in Indianapolis. And then in Detroit, um, Minnesota, I mean, uh, New England Patriots defense coordinator Matt Patricia has announced that he will take the Detroit Lions head coach position. So with that being said, Chuck, let me get your take on these on these three hires real quick because I know we got to move on and get into these games. Just just real quick, spend about a minute each on each one of these hires. You're going to have to go back through that list again because you know my memory ain't that good. Who's the first one? Dude, it was just like a minute ago, man. Is that bad, Chuck, man? I mean, dude, I know you've been having no back issues, man, but do you need to go see a doctor, man, about your memory, man? Nah, I'm good. I, I know exactly <laughs> what's wrong with my memory. I got a 30-second memory. That's what I tell you. you gotta, it was a minute ago. Shoot, that's, that's past the expiration date. That, now, what was the first one? All right, first one was my Giants. They decided they're going to hire Pat Shermer. I, I guess this is, good. this is a good hire. Pat Shermer, office of mine. Um... You know, New York Giants, obviously, you know, like you should call them being wackadoo. <clears throat> and then the whole fiasco with uh, Eli Manning and all the turmoil <clears throat> going on in your organization. So it's good to bring in a veteran coach, especially office of mine. Eli Manning, I think he's still out the door. I was never really a big fan of Eli Manning anyway, but you know what? Can't hate. He's two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. And I believe in Eli still at the age of 37. Before I continue, let me give you a hypothetical, because I always thought about this. Do you think you would have more than two Super Bowls if you had two Super Bowls at all, if you guys would have had Phillip Rivers over Eli Manning? Damn, that's a good question, man. Because um, personally, I think y'all would have like four Super Bowl rings. Yeah, but when you got that, that bum-ass general manager, Jerry Reese, man, you know, going after them scrap metal free agent players, man. I mean, that, that contributes a lot, Chuck. I mean, on the field, 
I think Rivers is a better player, better quarterback than Eli Manning. Um, but yeah, I probably will say yes. Okay. All right. I was always curious, and this is my opportunity to ask a Giants fan, uh, because yeah, because I think hands down, Philip Rivers is infinitely better than Eli Manning. Like I said, not an Eli Manning fan at all, but he do have two championships, so can't hate on that. So back to my point, or not my point, but what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, so good hire, offensive mind, have some, you know, you still have offensive weapons. You have that dude, uh, you know, always on TV with blind, with the blind in his hair. I can't even think of his name right now. because Odell oh, Beckham. There you go. You got him come back from injury. Obviously, he's one of the better wide receivers in the league. You got Eli Manning, who's a capable quarterback. You got a lot of holes on that offense you need to fill. So, Pat Sherman, we got some work to do. But you know what? Hey, good turnaround, like you said, being wackadoo when all that, you know, it's time for him to go. Jerry Reed's time for him to go. So, um, the future is looking bright. All right. Second hire, Indianapolis Colts, McDaniels. I think this is a good fit, hopefully, if. If Josh McDaniels learned lessons from his first fiasco in Denver, which I'm sure he possibly could, because you know what? There's been plenty of great coaches that has had fiascos and previous coaching jobs. I just talked about Nick Saban at the beginning of the show. Nick Saban, Nick Saban, I said Saban. That's that's Power Rangers. Go go Power Rangers! Stop it! Stop it! Why you hate? You know you used to watch some Power Rangers back in the day. Power Rangers, it was it was corny. And now that you look back on it as an older, mature adult, you look back and like, I can't believe I like that whack stuff. But you know what? Back when we was kids, younger, and our brains when it's developed, that was a great television. Not in the wise household was that allowed to be watched on TV because it was some BS. Oh, man, I, I'm sorry to hear that. You living in a communist a communist country then. Uh, well, in America... We watched we watched that show and it was fantastic. Anyway, let's get off the Power Rangers because the movie came out. I didn't watch it. I heard it was terrible, which it probably was. But anyway, let's move on. It's enough free advertisement for them. So, damn, I don't forget what I was talking about. Thirty second memory. So any yeah. So we was talking about Josh McDaniels, uh, good fit with Andrew Luck. You know, and oh, I know what the point I was gonna make. I was making like you know, so so Josh McDaniels had a poor outing in Denver, and there's been other great coaches that have poor outings. Nick Saban, poor outing when he was with the Redskins. That was embarrassing. That was terrible. And he went back to college. Now he's five-time, six-time champion. However many championships he got in Alabama. Then Bill Belichick, his stint in Cleveland. When all that great, they started turning around. Then the team moved to Baltimore. Then he coached the Jets for like two days or however long, many days he coached the Jets. So... Josh McDaniels, this is his second go-round. Hopefully he learned a lot from his days in Denver. Andrew Luck, great quarterback. Can he stay healthy? I think Josh McDaniels will will teach him to be a better quarterback and be able to protect himself better because he's going to end up like RG3 and out the league in a couple years from these injuries. And he could be the best quarterback in the league. And Josh McDaniels is the guy to put him in that right direction. And plus, they play on the turf. That's that's an offensive coaches, offensive coordinator coaches dream to have your team play on turf. Everybody remember the greatest show on turf from the uh, St. Louis Rams. Uh, they put up points left, right, and up the middle. And Josh McDaniels, great offensive mind, 
great turnaround, but they need to work on that defense. They got a lot of holes to work on, but you know what? Good fit. All right, and the last hire, Matt Patricia for the Detroit Lions. Motown! Another New England coordinator, just like few, just like years ago, was that a decade ago when Charlie Weiss and uh, Romeo both let the New England Patriots became head coaches for different teams. It looks like it's happening again. It didn't work out so well for Charlie Weiss and uh, Romeo Cornell as head coaches. Uh, but you know what? It may be different for these two coordinators, Pat Patricia. Uh, you know, he's been a very good defensive coordinator. I think Josh McDaniels is the better coach. This is Patricia's first go-round. Uh, but you know what? He has talent in Detroit. Uh, the front office is, is there for him. Uh, and hopefully they put him with some with some great talent. And he's a defensive mind. And past few years, except for last year, Detroit had a very good defense. They struggled with some injuries last year. Uh, obviously, they got Matthew Stafford, one of the best arms in the league. They got talent at wide receiver, my boy Marvin Jones, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals and UCLA. Uh, and they got they got talent all over the place. Now it's gonna be Patricia's job to put them together. He's been spent years with an organization that knows how to put talent, get the best out of people's talent. So good fit for the Detroit. All right, good job, man. As soon as you said Marvin, I was about to start singing Marvin, Marvin. All right, that's enough for that. All right, let's move on to these games. I'm so hyped for these games this weekend, man. Oh, I'm so hyped. I can't wait to watch Sunday's game, both games. Um, First game up, we have the Patriots staying at home. They're always at home in the AFC Championship game, <clears throat> and they will be taking on these Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I guess you can look at this as the David uh, versus Goliath. I don't know if you want to look at it like that. Some people are. Um, there's a lot of people out there thinking that these Jags can continue that hot momentum and actually go in to New England and beat Tom Brady and these Patriots because actually they shocked me last week. You know, that first half, they were dominant against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, they shut them down. Yeah, we know the Steelers got a high-powered offense. Antonio Brown was doing his thing. I mean, that game was true that I did not expect, 45-42. to 42. But for these Jags, what they have to do in this game, this, this is Neek's keys to victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And just continue, continue, continue to feed Leonard Fournette. I love the game plan last week. 25 carries, three touchdowns, 109 yards. You need, you don't need that this week up in Foxborough against uh, Tom Brady. You want to keep that New England offense off the field. But these young wide receivers, these babies, I mean, they're going to have to go up to 2% milk this weekend, man, because, I mean, last week nobody showed up. I mean, uh, Keelan Cole had one catch, 45 yards. Marquise Lee, three catches, 28 yards. That's not going to cut it this week against that New England uh, Patriots uh, secondary, you know, with Gilmore and, and Malcolm Butler. But these young guys going to have to step it up this week. Same thing with Blake Bortles. I know he threw for 214 yards, um, had one touchdown. He's going to need more than that. He definitely will. And for the Patriots, they don't need to change anything. Just just keep doing what you do. Um, you know, the Patriots have so many weapons, you know, all over the place last week. It pissed me off because in my DraftKings, I took Deion Lewis, and I was sitting here telling myself, I said, for some reason, I think James White going to have a big game today. And guess what? His ass has two touchdowns. So they have so many weapons. They can beat you anybody, any of these guys. And for the Jaguars, the real truth to beating the Patriots, you know Tom Coughlin is the general manager. He's going to tell you guys, we got to hit Brady. Hit Brady over and over and over and over again. 
That's what my Giants did in 2007, and that's what my Giants did in 2011. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have a array of pass rushers. I mean, they're loaded on that uh, front seven. So if they can win in the trenches, get Brady, they have a good shot at winning this game. Yeah, you broke it down. I don't need to add much. I just need to add that Blake Bortles needs to run more. He needs to use the athleticism, pull the ball down, get those first downs. The only way you're going to beat the Patriots is by keeping their offense on the sideline. And how you do that is by getting first downs, eating up the clock, and then punching the ball in for six or for three. But Blake Bortles, when it's third and five, don't be a fool and try to throw it. If you pull it down and run if somebody's covered because I tell you what, by the second half, they're going to put a spy on you to keep you from running, and then that's going to ho- hopefully open up your wide receivers, and then you should be able to, uh, you know, hit those open targets. But run more. Pull the ball down and run. <laughs> he said run, run, run. All right. Don't be a fool. Is that what you said, Chuck? Don't be a fool? Ah. I ain't said that. I said run. Ah, run. <laughs> okay. Ah, you know, I got the Motown songs in my head, man. Cause when I said fool, I was talking about that song. It takes a fool to learn. All right, that's enough, man. I'm just in the mood today. Sorry, you guys. I know some of you guys turned down the radio right now, turned down the volume. Like, what the hell, Nick? Just stop singing. Just talk football. I know. Let me, let me stay on this football talk. All right. <clears throat> Second game of the day. This is going to be a great Sunday. This game right here, you have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Minnesota Vikings. We're talking about it's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be a lot of blood in this game, man. It's going to be a lot of hitting. I mean, I I don't see too much good quarterback play in this game. I see more good quarterback play coming from Casey Keenum. I just trust Nick Foles. I mean, Nick Foles didn't really show me that last week. He hasn't shown me anything this whole season. Well, half this season since Wentz went down. Uh, he threw for 246 last week, no touchdowns, no picks. So I guess that's a good thing he didn't throw a pick because he's he's prone to throw those picks. But the Eagles, if you want to win this game, I know the weather's going to be actually pretty good. It's supposed to be low 50s um, at kickoff. So if you want to win this game, you need to give the ball to Jay Ajayi more than 15 times. I know last week he had 15 carries for 54 yards. That's not going to cut it this week against this Vikings defense. I know that front seven is one of the best in the league. Actually, no, they actually have the uh, number one ranked total defense. So this defense is no joke. And Nick Foles, whew, man, you, you better be throwing a lot of screens on this game because I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to push the ball down the field with those wide receivers. I mean, Jeffrey, he's good. He's solid. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, he's a magician. He shows up every now and then. And that's pretty much it. Torrey Smith. <clears throat> Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, Chuck, we, we already know how we feel about Torrey Smith. Um, he's got the speed, but he can't get open. And then when he gets open, a lot of times he drops the ball. So, that being said, Eagles, you're going to have to harass. That front seven is going to have to get after uh, Casey Keenum. Um, and then you're going to have to pound the football. And Nick Foles, just don't turn the ball over if you want to have a chance to win this game. For the Vikings, it's all about Latavius Murray. 19 carries last week, not bad. But I want this guy to get 25 carries in this game because that Eagles defense can wear down. Um, their weakness is Jalen Mills in that secondary. So I look for Diggs or Thielen to have a big game over there. I know Ronald Darby's probably going to be shot on one of those guys. But I think one of those guys can get off in this game and have a big game. Um, Casey Keenum, keep doing what you do, man. 
Just keep doing what you do. Just don't turn the ball over. But with that being said, this Vikings defense is just too much. They're on a mission right now. They're hungry. And I think they're going to shut Nick Foles and that Eagles offense down. I'm taking the Vikings to win this game 17-13. to 13. Like I said earlier in the show, the Eagles are missing two huge pieces. Jason Peters, one of the best left tackles, one of the best players in the league, period. But one of the best left tackles in the game. And Carson Wentz, who's going to be an amazing quarterback. And Like I said, I said it from day one. He's going to be great. He had a fantastic year. Unfortunately, suffered that season injury. Nick Foles came in, did a great job. But this Minnesota Vikings defense, I think it's going to be a little too much for him. I think it's going to be a tough battle because um, was it Doug Peterson, the coordinator, head coach for the Eagles? I mean, they have a great offensive system. Uh, and Mike Zimmer is a great defensive mind. So this is going to be a great battle. Out of the two games, this is the game I'm looking forward to the most. It would be even better if it was Carson, Carson Wentz was least out there, but he not. Nick Foles, he's been doing an admirable job. But Vikings going to be too much, I believe, uh, and it's going to be the defense. But you know what? If the Eagles come out hot, they score on special teams, get a turnover, anything like that, it's going to be trouble for them Vikings. Yes, they struggled last week and won on a miracle play. But I think this week, man, I think they just a great matchup for the uh, great matchup against the Eagles. But like I said, it's three phases of a game, offense, defense, special teams, and there's other way to get other ways to get points rather than just on offense. And the Eagles can do that. I think they can pull it out. All right, Chuck, as we wrap up this show, we got a couple minutes left. Let me get your opinion on this, man. Who do you really want to see in the Super Bowl? If it was up to you, do you want to see the Vikings versus the Patriots or the Vikings versus the Jaguars? Or the Eagles versus the Jaguars, or Eagles versus Patriots. Vikings, Jaguars. Okay, and why is that, Chuck? Why do you, why is this the matchup you want to see? Because I love Tom Brady, but he's won enough. You got enough rings, brother. You got enough rings. Belichick got enough rings. Y'all got enough rings in New England. I want to see the Jaguars uh, because, like I said, I've been on Blake Bortles since day one. I remember those several years. Nick, you was talking bad about Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, but you know what? He ain't been playing the best. He ain't been playing the prettiest. But you know what? He got his team in the championship game. So I would love to see him get to the Super Bowl. And then Minnesota Vikings. I ain't, I don't even got to go into depth with that. I said I love That's my B team. I love Mike Zimmer. So they got to be there too. All right. One last well, actually, I actually have two more questions. But this question right here, man. If these Jaguars go into New England and they beat these Patriots, is this a big, huge upset, or is this kind of like a mild upset? Would this really be shocking to you? To me, no. Probably to most of the mainstream media and everybody else is going to be a huge shocker. But no, it will not be to me because Tom Brady has not been his same dominant, excellent, terrific self like he's been in years past. If you really watch and look at Tom Brady, he's not the same quarterback, whether that's age, injury, attrition, or whatever. He's not the same. Uh, the Patriots, the Patriots defense, not the same. They're, they're just not the same. They're a year older. They're not the same. And this Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguars team is, they're just young, hungry, strong, fast, athletic. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't think, you know, yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to keep it. The only way they're going to keep up is just outthink the other team, which is very possible with Bill Belichick. And then, uh, 
What was your question? Well, no, actually, I got my last question I was going to get to. I didn't say it yet, but you okay. answered it. You did a good job answering that question. So my last question, man, it's a quick media question for you, man. Um, have you seen the trailer of the Paterno, the Joe Paterno movie that will be coming on? No. Okay. <laughs> that will be coming on HBO. And I was going to ask you, are you going to watch it? Because my main man, our man, Al Pacino, is going to be playing the uh, role of Paterno. And the trailer I've seen, man, looks pretty good. But I guess that's a no for you, man. So, <laughs> Well, that's the purpose of trailers is to make stuff look good. Now, if the actual movie is going to be good, that's one. That's, you know, that's something else. I eventually probably watch it. You know, is it coming in theaters or is it like on HBO or something? No, that's HBO special. Oh, if it's on HBO, then yeah, I'll probably check it out pretty soon because Al Pacino's man, you know, um, plus one of my boys, one of my good friends growing up, he actually played at Penn State. He was actually on the team with LeVar Arrington and Courtney Brown. Matter of fact, he was uh, third string and Courtney Brown was first string. I don't know who's second string. Yeah, but my man played at the school. And plus, we went to the Ohio State University. So we know a lot about Penn State and I always love the Penn State uniforms. And as everybody knows, that's linebacker you. So yeah, I'll probably check it out. All right. I'm definitely going to check it out. But it's crazy, man. Because when I just brought that up, it's like, can you really get hyped for paternal <laughs> documentary? <laughs> Well, you know everything that went down at uh, Penn State. And it's not a documentary if it's being played by Al Pacino. Yeah, well, it's a film. There it is, just film. All right, on that note, <laughs> Nikki Chuck are signing off. Fans, hope enjoy AFC NFC Championship football this upcoming Sunday. And get your popcorn ready. Two great games. And we will be talking about these games next week and getting you guys ready for the Super Bowl. And also talking about the Hall of Fame announcement because you know Nick and Chuck is going to get off in somebody's asses for some of these announcements. So, see you guys next week.